So did you watch the YouTube on the Perseverance Ola? I'm watching it now, man. That's what I was saying, man. It looked like, you know, everything was good. And they were like, it was just some high quality shit. I could see some sand dunes and shit. I think I saw a critter run across the screen real quick. I wasn't really sure. I don't want to like bring that up now. It might be aliens. But the point is, then the thing lands and it just spreads dirt everywhere and you can't see shit. <laughs> All his review of the lander. Just Unbelievable. Terrible landing. Terrible landing. Unacceptable landing. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. everyone wow. it's been a couple of weeks but uh it's good to be back with you lads yeah yeah so definitely. we were just talking about how the perseverance lander just landed on mars and what that's all about um ola hasn't seen the videos yet or have you seen them look i i i got to, i just took a look at those videos and the footage was good i got like i'm telling you the footage is great i mean it looks like there's a big desert out there you know, if you guys don't know, Mars, there's a big desert out there. You know, a couple little punctures in the desert there. look like a couple asteroids hit it. But uh, the footage is great. And then right at the end, the rover blows air, blows dust, creates a whirlwind, and it just looks like after. The video looks like absolute right the at the end. It's settled, though. It's not, like, it's not like the dust, once it's in, it's guts it. We're, can't see I mean, oh, we're done. I, look, I don't know how the, the uh, atmosphere works in Mars. Okay. I don't know how the atmosphere works in Mars. You might have gotten dust in the parts. Now the thing might not function properly. I'm, All I'm, I'm saying is. I have a feeling. Now I know we don't know a ton about Mars, but I have a feeling when NASA was building the Perseverance rover, they uh, made some stipulations that said has to work with dust. Because if they didn't, well. This is going to be a Yo, short mission. Is that like super dust there? Or is it some kind of rust? That shit looked fine, man. Rust? That shit looked fine. Like it'd been grinded down by <laughs> millions of years. That shit was fine as hell. My iPhone is dustproof. I'm pretty sure they made the Mars Perseverance rover. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your iPhone get <laughs> that dust. That's Mars dust, nigga. That's extra fine Mars dust. <laughs> So what was the purpose of this? That. What was the purpose of this rover being sent? Like I know there was like they have missions and stuff for them. I'm not too familiar with that. Does anyone know? I haven't done as much research. I'm an alien man. I would have leaned question. on Avi or the aliens I think it's, I think it's just a, yeah. I think it's just a uh, let's find out as much as we can about Mars and it's and. Uh, and Get some soil samples, type Mikey. Thing. You're you're a resident NASA expert, man. You you should well, know. I'm, well, I missed the question. What was the question? <laughs> oh my god, it was what's the what's the mission for this rover? What like okay, it, yeah. <laughs> so we've sent we sent rovers to Mars before. We sent just impact landers. We sent orbiters and stuff. So this is the first one where in the past we sent rovers to kind of drill into the rock and see if there's any evidence of life or if there's any uh ingredients to sustain life so if like there's water underground or anything like that so in the past um the landing sites have been a pretty large uh uncertainty of where these things are going to land in the past 
And this is the first one where they could actually like pinpoint where they're going to put this lander or this rover, I should say. Um, so it was down to like, I don't know, a couple square miles kind of thing of where it was going to land. So they picked this crater, which used to be a lake at one time. So mm-hmm. geologists figure that if there was any chance of life being on Mars at some time before, it would be in water it would be like little microbial parasitic kind of things right and so where perseverance landed is in this crater and it's right on the edge near a delta where they think there would be at least like algae or bacteria or protozoa that kind of like small single life cells so So how do they know it used to be a river um just by the formations of the way that it uh contrast with the other so if you look at it it looks like to, it looks like a river going into a lake so it has the exact same characteristics of a dried up lake that's on earth mm. but do things work does the physics work the same in mars why wouldn't physics be the same on mars i mean I, I mean for one we know force of gravity a little bit different there i mean how do you know it was water that was rolling through that piece creating that little you know grinding its way through that how do you know it was water we don't. That's, that's we that's, don't. So that's, that's why we're sending rovers out. there. Yeah, that's that's yeah. why the rovers there. No, but I'm saying so like you're that? you're taking the guess like mm, that looks like a thing that water would have made. Let's go there. Like, what if it was just like a big slug creature that used to live on Mars and was just grinding its way across the surface? So that's then, possible. Yeah, for sure. So what's kind of cool about this is that there is a a, a lit the. But this rover's the size of, size of like an SUV or a small car kind of thing. It's huge. And so it's got a tiny drone inside of it that is going to get released and then it's going to fly around for about 90 seconds. So if there is a big slug like hiding around somewhere, we'll see it from a like an aerial picture kind of thing. <laughs> but So what is kind of cool. So previous Mars missions have drilled into like a rock sample or something. And there was a spectrum analyzer on the actual rover to do some science and stuff like that. And it would send the results back. It would do it all like automatically or controlled remotely. But this one is different because it's drilling core samples. So it's going to drill and then it's going to pick up like a little, it looks like chalk or a crayon kind of thing. And that's going to go into a sterile tube, which it's going to poop out at like a designated drop-off zone. And then there's going to be a future mission that's going to go to Mars, pick up those samples and bring them back to Earth. And they're going to be analyzed in a lab here on Earth. So if all is concerned about slug monsters and aliens, there's definitely a parasite that is coming back from Mars. Are you kidding me? Have nobody seen a movie? What (laughs) is this? This is what this is. This was all part of the aliens plan. Like this was okay. They they planned this. Have you you seen the movie Life? Have you seen the movie Life? (laughs) Terrifying. No, no. You mean Eddie Murphy? No, no, no. You should see this movie. (laughs) Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, you don't want to see that. (laughs) This shit is pure horror. But the sci-fi horror. No, No sample should be brought back on this planet. No. Okay, first of all, I'm going to say there's a little inefficiency issue here. Why can't this creature drill this thing and shoot it off? I this mean, creature, doesn't it have propellers? This, this creature, <laughs> a little drone? Doesn't it have some kind of pr- 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 propulsion engine in there just to shoot one of these things back out towards us? No? Well, not this it's one. It's just going to leave seven. them sitting there for, for anybody well, to pick up. 
it's 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 in a collection system right now and then it's going to drop them somewhere later to be determined at a later date of where an ideal location is for another rover to come pick them up take them back to a rocket and then send that rocket back to earth why can't this one rover do all this like come on this is a waste of taxpayers money right here i mean you need to combine all these like processes what's going on well Actually, one is going to be NASA, so that's U.S., and the other one's going to be Europe, so it's two different taxpayers. Mm, okay, I see. I see what they did. They try to spread it out, spread the wealth. That's, yeah, they spread the I, wealth. I, you know? I do have serious issues with bringing back a piece of yeah, Mars. Let's talk about that. Earth, that, like that. I mean, we see that on Earth itself when you take something out of its ecosystem or something and take it somewhere else, and it f- up. Like, like, look, like lionfish, lion, Mikey lionfish in the Caribbean is a perfect example. This is a, this is a species that was never meant to be in the Atlantic Ocean or down the, in these warm Caribbean waters, and it got introduced and literally has decimated reefs. So, like, we we've seen this happen on Earth with things that we actually know about. Like we, yeah, and, dude, and we still it up, dude. The Rona, the Rona came now from we're a bringing, cave. Yeah, now we're bringing something that we know this, nothing about, and we're hundred percent bad news bears. Let's hurdle 100%. it through the atmosphere and land it somewhere back on Earth. What if it crashes? Like, what if, what if coming through the atmosphere, something happens, and all of a sudden this Mars dust just gets sprinkled Mars on, dust on Bermuda? <laughs> exactly, on Bermuda. Mars <laughs> dust. Like, what if one of these capsules bursts coming back to the atmosphere, and now this Mars dust gets sprinkled somewhere? Everybody's iPhone. Up. Gonna you don't want that. Shit. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Yeah, that's like all bets are off at that point. No, but but real, but yeah. really though, is, is there no international space station that they can safely examine this on? You're you're just you're just you're doing the movie, man. That's what the movie life's about. They just put it on the space station. <laughs> there was a reason. There's a reason they did that. Do it up there. We don't want this. You don't think bringing them back to Earth and having them in like a sterile lab, where just don't go into that one lab. What if they have no, you know, a locking mechanism? How, or if they, like how dangerous is space travel? Like I said, coming back through the Earth's atmosphere is not easy to do. And we, and we have f***ed it up many times. So who's to say getting this stuff back into Earth that it's just going to come back all smooth? It's going to be fine. And I'm we'll get into the secure system. Like, that's not... I'm with Swan on this one, man. Imagine, just imagine, for a second... It wasn't water that created those little grooves. It was giant slug creatures. I'm talking dune level shit. And one of their eggs is in the sand. Exactly. And one of them eggs is decimated (laughs) in the sand. As soon as it comes into our atmosphere, mm, all kinds of moisture. Motherfuckers are swelling up. By the time it lands on Bermuda, it's the size of New York. You don't want this. (laughs) There there are some things. I I will say this. I will say this, though. I would very much like to see how Bermudians react to a giant Mars slug anywhere near the island. We you guys are pretty chill. Most, we forgot about the most ridiculous things. I can only imagine when there's actually a threat of something, how, how yeah. Bermudians would react. There was, time, there was one time off in the distance, there was a rumor, and this just tells you how quickly spreads around islands. Somebody said they saw a tidal wave heading toward Bermuda in Somerset. Somehow this got around the island within like 10 minutes that there was a tidal wave coming towards Bermuda. There were people riding around their bikes with life jackets on. And, all, <laughs> and we're like, we're like, A, if you saw the tidal wave on the horizon, it's here already. It's, I mean, it's not, <laughs> we, you're, 
we're 15 minutes later. We're dead. We're dead if there was a title win. We're done. It's already over. B, you think that your little life jacket or your rubber raft is going to be when, when that title win hits, your little life jacket is going to keep you afloat? Right off. On a bike. The real thing for me is genuinely like, oh my God, there's this title wave coming. And this rumor lasted for like two hours. Again, if there was a tidal wave coming and you saw it on the horizon, two hours later, we're already dead. Long dead. Like, it's over. <laughs> so, yes, giant Mars slug. I mean, Bermudians would be doing the most. Guys <laughs> out there with their spears from spearfishing, looking at this slug. Like, you got to appreciate just, the it's optimism. It's just a bad idea. This is just a bad idea. I mean, Mikey, as a resident NASA expert, tell us, if something like that were to occur, if we're about to have an outbreak, given the way we've faced the current outbreak, what are we really going to do in that situation? I don't know. I wonder if there should be like a holding pattern. Like if that rocket that's coming back from Mars should be in orbit around the Earth and then somebody goes up to go get it so that there's only that like team of three astronauts that's doing it on this nope. like one little space nah. station that's going around the I earth still don't like and it. then if there's anything who you just blow that up would you do that would you be one of those guys if this is a hypothetical situation you were selected to be the cream of the crop of the human race your job your mission is to go up and make sure that it's not going to kill the rest of us would you do it like, oh yeah man how, how do they how do they select those people how do they select those cream of the crop people like, do you need to be in like good health? Like, what what, like, what is the selection process? <laughs> like, like a bachelor, like a bachelor type show. I think we all. I think it's a reality <laughs> show, right? Get, it's a reality. You get a vial. You scientists. get a vial. Yeah, you twelve get scientists get thrown into a house, and there's a vial of something in the middle, and like they duke it out over this vial over the span of twelve weeks, and people vote them off. <laughs> in, in, International yeah, Space left. Station. Yeah, and at the end, <laughs> okay, we're yeah. left with, you know, we're left with with three people who everyone hates. Um, that we said it up there. <laughs> That's isn't that how reality Just voting. Works? Phone in. You phone in and vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like American Idol style. It's always actually it's always this fan favorite gets voted off way too early. Always. Actually, I always wondered, like, if you were one of those astronaut guys, because you're like, you go through psychological testing, you probably do really well in one of those Big Brother shows, right? Because you would just be like, oh, oh you would f- with everybody. You would f- with yeah. everyone, man. Yeah. Your mental warfare game would be so on point. <laughs> You'd just be. Oh, what is the level of testing that they do for that uh like your t- or how how do they even test for that that's your mental uh sturdiness yeah so i watched there's this great book called the right stuff uh it's mm. by tom wolf i think it was back in the 60s <clears throat> it's about uh it's not even it's 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 for real it's about um like john glenn and all the first astronauts who were like basically test pilots and they and like Chuck Yeager and all these people who wanted to be the first astronaut, they didn't know what they were signing up for. So it goes through all the stuff they had to do. And it's a great book and it was made into a movie too. the right stuff. Uh, mm. Check it out if, if you can. Anyways, I, I, one of the I mean, things most, most astronauts, even to this day, are still test pilots. Most astronauts. Yeah, that, for sure. Go through the program tend to they tend to be test pilots. Didn't they make it into a, Nef- a Netflix series or something now, too? Disney Plus, the right stuff. Disney Plus, that's the that's Disney Plus. I knew that. Thanks, Thanks check, check it, Chan. Check it, Chan's check on. Chan. Check it, Chan. You, you see how he slipped in there quick? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. So, yeah, so one of the things that they do is you get put into a room. It's like a cell. 
solitary confinement you get light you get food given to you and stuff but like like for a long time you're just by yourself just chill because Mm -hmm. you might be in a situation kind of like the martian right where matt damon you're just up there by yourself and they got to make sure you're not gonna just not not to interrupt you abby but slightly (laughs) interrupting you so basically (laughs) what the entire world has done for the last year just sitting in a room by yourself we're all we're all qualified now we're We're all all qualified we're all astronauts (laughs) No, but funny, funny enough, though, funny enough, I mean, regardless of uh, where where the uh, coronavirus came from, whatever, imagine, imagine an alternate universe where this was just a ploy by an intergalactic, um, we'll call it, uh, council, and they were like, look, we want to get these guys ready to become part of the uh, intergalactic uh, <clears throat> planetary association, so we're going to send them this virus and see how they deal with it. You know, and they sent the coronavirus here to isolate us all because they're like, look, guys, it's, it's going to be a long trip. You know, it's going to be a long you know trip what? for you guys to come and hang out with us. If you guys pass this test, you, you get to be part of the intergalactic gang. They were talking about so, the Space Force, right? So this might be a Space Force test. Space so force. I, won't, I won't tell you about, uh, there's another NASA project called Project oh, Dragonfly, no, which is to send a rover rover to the moon titan near saturn and that mm. actually has like liquid water that's like the closest oh is titan like saturn's moon or jupiter I thought, was, I thought titan was a jupiter moon i thought no no no. it's a saturn moon like you're a nasa Chan? expert come on bro Chan. i was i was fairly certain titan was a i'm going with jupiter my answer is jupiter <laughs> okay so chance we're coming back to chant but so this one has is like the most planet-like or sorry most earth-like habitable uh body other than earth in known in the solar system so it's, a moon, send- though. It's, not, it's not a planet obviously it's a, moon. it's a moon you're right so but it is going to go there and there's definitely liquid water and if there's any chance of life in the solar system is definitely on that planet on that moon so mm. that's going to be the next one when they start sending stuff back to earth that's what you got to be scared about how oh, long is that trip? Though? We'll be, yeah, we'll be long gone. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like to Mars, it takes so long at this moment. Like, I, I, I feel like it takes the, nine. The one thing it takes to... about nine to ten months to get to Mars. Nine to ten months. Okay, so to get, to, get to, to Titan Saturn. is like four years. Yeah, longer, man. Isn't it like didn't like didn't Voyager just get there and it was like four like thirty years or something? Yeah. What? Voyager okay, maybe it had like maybe it had like some old propulsion systems there. I was oh, like yeah, when, yeah. when when they sent those images of I think it's it is Voyager, right? I think that's the name. Yeah. When they sent those images of you know this twenty five year old craft that was just now passing Jupiter, I was like, yo, this spaceship is just like. It's just lost at this point. Like it's this thing just like concussed, just floating through space, just like slowly making its way. It, it has no clue what it's doing anymore. It's just drifting. Yeah, dude, they just send them out, and it just it just goes on forever. So off you go. Just have a have a blast. You know, have a great time. Absolutely crazy. So what we should be worried about is not Mars slugs, but really Titan. Bacteria. Who knows what? Titan Titans. <laughs> titan, just imagine titan. like yeah. some Titan bacteria just getting into the water system here in like New York City or something like that and just spreading everywhere. Over. That's what you got to be scared about. Thanks, Dang. Mikey. That's real. You know what? You know the weird thing is? The weird thing is I, I feel somehow less 
you know, less disturbed by them bringing back something from Titan and then bring back something from Mars in some strange way. Maybe because I feel like mm, it'll take forever or whatever it is, but I feel less disturbed about it. Maybe <laughs> it's the not name. your problem. I don't know. It's like, mm, Titan's like, okay, man. Mar- <laughs> Mars, I don't know. I don't want something back from Mars. I just, I don't want it. Yeah. Well, I, guess, I, don't I want guess Mars has that because we were brought up in like Martians was like a that was the, was the catch-all for all aliens like oh Mars. No. the red um, planet so like and, yeah uh, I feel like there's almost like a negative connotation with Mars I guess Titan it's a moon like fuck it, it's Titan not, sounds kind of nice you're not even a planet Mikey, like, Mikey makes it sound it. nice it's like oh yeah. you know it's, there might be water there and it's, yeah. it's a moon it's earth like I mean yeah, of course I want to see one of those guys from there. I mean, yeah. but Mars, it's like, this place is dead. Titan's not serious. It can't like, even get, yeah. hasn't even applied to be a planet yet. Get out of here, Titan. You're not ready. <laughs> You're not ready. You're making it sound like you want to go there on vacation or something. Sure. It sounds like it would I'll be nice. I'll go to Titan before Mars, yeah. Right? The way you described it, Mikey, I, I might actually take you up on that vacation. Titan sounds like <laughs> a Star Wars world, like a Star Wars planet that is, like, nice and pretty. And that's, that's where everyone goes to vacation. They go to Titan to vacation. Right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you've you been to Titan? Oof, yeah. the summer's on Titan. Damn. Titan is tight. Yeah, no one's saying that. No one's saying that. <laughs> oh, God. Titan is tight. God. Yeah, it's interesting because I think also our concept of what is life is also pretty narrow. Like, we think you got to have water, you got to, like, Dude, what if these things are like eating like diamonds and you know? Yeah, and just... there's a there's actually a Netflix Jeez. show right now. I can't remember what it's called, but and and they are they're basically extrapolating data. So they're taking data of what we know about other planets and other solar systems and galaxies, and they're sort of extrapolating and say, okay, well if 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 Earth uses this data this way, then this planet might use it that way, mm. and they're actually trying to speculate what life might look like on other planets and in a realistic way. And saying, okay, well, there might, because the atmosphere here is in this planet is thinner, then that means that lifelike creatures will probably fly more. And this, and, and like, so they, so they're saying, okay, well, there's, so the skies are probably going to be more filled with things than the ground because, you know, the gravity on the ground. So it actually, yeah, it's like a gas planet or something. And they like extrapolate that data and say, well, this is what life would look like if this is true. And it's actually really interesting. So, Mikey. Where does Titan fall in all of this? What 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 are we talking about here? Flying creatures, water creatures. I think I think it's basically like Pandora from Avatar, man. Mm. <laughs> so one thing, <laughs> you're selling me on this shit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> one thing I was gonna say. So one thing about life as we know it generally relies on oxygen and like carbon organisms yeah. and whatever, right? <laughs> so the the environment in 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 uh on earth is about 20 percent oxygen and very small percentage is carbon dioxide but on mars it's the flip it's like 95 percent carbon dioxide on mars with and then a little bit of nitrogen and a couple other things but if we want to send humans to mars we're going to have to produce our own oxygen right so that we could so we can survive so one of the experiments that they sent on the rover is to produce oxygen so I feel like if there's now they're going to convert it's a I think it's a it can't be electrolysis I think it's taking in carbon dioxide and hydrogen and then it's just have plants up there man just put a bunch of plants. right 
The, I was uh, going to say, it sounds like we just need to go plant a bunch of cactus and you know, other kinds of desert creatures out there. Well, I mean, it's going to be one of the experiments, but they need a little bit of oxygen to get going, you know? So if there's any, like, life that's buried or that's in hibernation mode or something right now, adding that little bit of oxygen in the atmosphere, I think it's going to cause the little alien cells to come Chain out. Chain reaction. and Exactly. Yeah. And the planet, planet wakes up. Oh and then God. everything turns back to green. Imagine that'd be kind of cool that'd be trippy was it one of the theories that um that there was life and then something happened to mess up the atmosphere and the life got all messed up and then the sun just eroded everything but so that's one of the theories now probably humans damn yeah they all moved from mars to earth i mean uh, can you imagine a time where you know you could send a vacation to mars or a moon i mean like total recall. No, but Im- imagine there was actually that part in our history. We started on Mars, then the people crash landed because you know we never figured out how to land ever coming through the Earth's atmosphere. Crash landed and basically had to start again in the Stone Age when they came to Earth, and then we came to this point and we're we're back where we are now. Isn't that kind of stuff up? I mean, Planet of the Apes. You know, there's a whole evolution process in that as well, but. I'm saying we're, we're we're past that evolutionary process in this case, but and what, we just came. So going to Mars essentially is us returning to our homeland. Yes, us going back home, but not knowing it. Isn't there a movie about home. this? It's like Prometheus or something. It's like one of the alien movies that has. Oh this... no, man! That Prometheus was something else. That was yeah. <laughs> that was us meeting our maker. Yeah, from Mars. I don't know. It was some crazy stuff. Anyway, yeah, that should look like Iceland. I want Mars. <laughs> Oh, Iceland, Iceland looks like an alien world. It does. It really it does. does. I've seen photos, and I cannot wait to get out there. The, I mean, when I first got there, just leaving, just driving out from the airport and heading to Reykjavik, I remember thinking, the first, the only thing I was thinking was, I was looking around, and I was like, this looks like a movie. Like, this looks like, this looks like the set of a movie. Because hmm. you just look around, you're just like, I've never seen anywhere on Earth that looks like this. This looks like it is part of a, a, a different planet it literally the whole drive i was like this is a different planet i could see a movie being filmed here about us being on a different planet i'm surprised there aren't more astronauts from iceland and i can say that for bermuda as well <laughs> bermuda as well just because you guys already know what it is like to live on an island oh i can and, tell like, you what there's not more astronauts from bermuda we're, we're, <laughs> we're the idiots that look up you're, you're biking with, with life jackets coming. we're putting life jackets on. <laughs> But you know, you get that mindset that you guys are on your own, right? When when gets real, you're on your own, right? Where I don't think I really, I really get that. Um, like you look over, unless you're in Texas. I mean, anywhere else, you, you got electricity and stuff. Um, speaking Wait, of, Texas, I'm sorry, <laughs> there's no electricity in Texas. You haven't heard about where you been? Where man? have you been? Wow. Where have you been? Oh. Wait, what? Stop, 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 stop. stop. <laughs> okay, what, what's going on in Texas? For like a week now. Where have you been? Yeah, it's been about from the snowfall. Yeah, dude. Well, it was a, it was more than just snowfall. It was yeah. like freezing temperatures. So, and it's so, on all okay. the power lines. So Can't in Texas, in Texas, they had a deep freeze that I don't know. I don't know if it's ever happened since the last ice age or something like that. Where they started to basically, I mean, Texas isn't set up for the cold temperatures. They were minus. They were below freezing, and so like pipes started bursting in people's houses and apartment buildings and stuff like that there was water flooding everywhere 
um, electricity. So one thing about Texas is that they're not tied into the national grid or any of the, uh, there's two other big grids in, in the United States and they don't, their power is not regulated. So you can have multiple power providers and you, they can all compete with each other to give everybody this, the grip, the best price. But the flip side is they're still running. If they're still running the power plant, um, and power lines come down, but some people still have power, then they're still going to charge those people per kilowatt hour, whatever the rate is. So they could be charged, you know, $1 a kilowatt hour today, but a thousand kilowatt hours tomorrow because they haven't changed their production costs. So there's people in Texas now getting bills for like $10,000 for their power for one month. What the fuck? Uber, Uber <laughs> surge and, pricing. And man. their senator and their senator left to go to Cancun. So what yeah, and then Ted Cruz, Ted, Ted Cruz, Cruz went to Ted Cruz Cancun. Picked his family up and went to Cancun. Republican. Oh, wow. oh that is that, that is, is some Uber level surge that they did. They pulled on those guys though, eh? Just like yo, I need some electricity. Well, electricity is kind of scarce right now. It is ten thousand dollars a kilowatt. Like have fun. You're like, is that what? legal? <laughs> Not in Texas. Yeah, I mean that's it is. It is legal in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way that their system is set up. Oh, dude, that is. Wow, that's just so yeah so i have some friends in tech i have some friends in texas that uh haven't had power since the last time i talked to her was friday and they hadn't had power for three for three or four days or something like that they had to her like boyfriend's parents place because they got power back so yeah, with is, that they is, had like no heating this, yeah this always comes back to like what are you prepared for like bermuda we get hit by hurricanes fairly frequently so we're very adapted to deal with when we don't have power we know what to do you know we know how to prepare for it so like somewhere in texas that has never had to deal with a those types of temperatures and then b not having power that must just be an absolute nightmare to have to try and navigate your your daily life right now i mean i always compare because i mean we always say it gets cold in Bermuda. it doesn't get cold but for us it is very cold and i always compare it to how i am when i'm in canada and i think okay when when i lived in toronto when it reached negative 10 or whatever, every, everywhere indoors was heated. Yeah. You know, you, you had, you had, you were already prepared with tons of clothing. Mm-hmm. You were, you were prepared for that cold. The streets were, the streets were, you know, snow, the streets were cleared. As soon as there was a snow, the streets were cleared within, you know, eight or nine hours. from then. Like everything was so geared for it and prepared for it. But cold in Bermuda is different because we don't have anything to deal with cold. Yeah. So when it does get cold here, it's almost, I always say that 60 degrees in Bermuda, we're talking Fahrenheit because we're dealing Fahrenheit. 60 degrees in Bermuda feels colder than 60 degrees in Canada because we don't deal with it. We don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, that was a really good point, Swan, because someone there in uh, Texas, um, they got like all the snow in their driveway and they weren't prepared for it and they've never done this. Shit. And it was like, yeah. it, they were beyond doing it, right? So, you know what this person did? The person called the cops and said, I murdered someone come and get me now this is my address right here so he waited and he wanted them to plow his driveway and come and get him with their cars and then wow. they did and then he said sorry i lied about this and all that and then he just got a fine what yeah. no he got a fine no shut up to pay for their time and everything like you're gonna pay for a a plow service or something right it's probably like triple the fine or something well he probably doesn't have plow service the plow service is probably cheaper than the fine or a felony on your record or sorry plow service is probably more expensive than the fine but what 
This guy just... Oh, they could have probably man. done worse, but... One lazy... <laughs> just get out with the what shovel, is, dude. What is happening? But that's the thing, oh, man. What if man. you don't even have a shovel, right? Yeah, like, you, like, you, don't, you don't have something to scrape your car with because you've never had to scrape your car before. Yeah, that you guys in Canada are already geared to do... They don't know how to. They they've yeah. never had to shovel their driveway. Like never had to do it. Never even crossed ex- the line that they might have to do it. Like it's just. I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I've had friends come down to visit in Bahamas for Christmas time, and I warned them, being like, "Okay, it's going to be 16 degrees. It's going to be cold." And like, "Oh man, 16 degrees is nothing, right? Like we deal with that. It's minus whatever in Ottawa." I was like, "Yes, but you can go inside where it's warm. It's like 21 <laughs> degrees. If it's 16 degrees outside, it's 16 degrees inside." And that we, you know, that's a drafty house. You got yeah. tile floor, and it's damp, like, right? Because right the islands are so the islands exactly. are so humid. It's that damp cold. It just cuts right through you. And our houses in Bermuda are specifically designed to deal with hot temperatures. Like our roofs are actually built so that warm air rises up into the roof, and and so you're you're actually it stays cooler down at ground level. Well, when it's cold and damp, that doesn't help. That makes it worse. Like it, it's just fucking frigid down down yeah. at ground level. So like. Mm. I, it's it's what you're prepared to deal with and obviously texas just is not prepared to deal with cold temperatures like not in the slightest and i mean on the flip yeah yeah canada ain't prepared to have a hurricane so you no, know exactly yeah. Oh, yeah if the hurricane hit canada they'd be lost i mean i think that ah. just points to the fact that we're not as a collective like we're good at our sticking to our own lanes but we're not really good at like it, how hard would it have been for texas or even for canada right like to to just look over what Bermuda's doing for hurricanes or earthquakes and stuff and be like, okay, if this ever happens, you put this in place. We're not going to do that just because it takes time and effort and stuff. And also, just, because what are the chances of that actually happening? Yeah. That's what annoys me most about, and I, I, this is going to sound really bad, but that's what annoys me most about places like Florida and things like that. They get hit by hurricanes, they get absolutely decimated. Because I'm thinking to myself, this isn't uncommon for you. You get hit by hurricanes a lot. You should be better prepared for it. <laughs> Like, I, I know that sounds really harsh, but it's true. I mean, they they literally crumble when a hurricane hits them. Mm. And I'm like, no, nah, it's, uh, it's, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. I mean, I know there are places in uh, northern Nigeria and as you're going from the Sahel up into the Sahara where you get sandstorms all the time. Mm. Right? You get sandstorms all the time. And people have just, you know, even the way the garbs that people wear, have guards that you could just quickly just drape over your face and you got sandstorms. You don't get sand running through your eyes causing cataracts. You know, people just mm-hmm. get it like we get sandstorms all the time. So you should prepare yourself a little yeah. bit more for I, your context. I think the world is also dunking a bit on Texas because just the Texan dunking. leadership. Yeah, well, they're yeah. they're not they're not exactly look, Ola, guess what they were blaming the electrical power outage on? If you had to guess, what would you think? Uh, water i don't know itself I don't you're know. gonna Not love close you're, you're gonna love this they you blamed it on the windmills they said the windmills what? weren't working properly because they got cold oh, and winter it should all be yeah. it should it's be all yeah they all said it. they were like this should be wow. and gas and coal they were and they the, were blaming the green new deal essentially they were yeah, blaming they, oh the green new deal they have windmills fine. in alaska man yeah they got windmills up here in canada <laughs> that's we're what fine. they were blaming like it's just people are idiotic and so this will just happen again and again because you got oil companies and coal companies who just want to rake in all the cash. And they're using this opportunity to be like, yeah, don't use green energy, use us. It's like, but you guys failed. <laughs> so I don't know. it's crazy. Wow. This is, uh, man, 
I really did not know about what was going on in Texas. So the last funny thing was while Ted Cruz went to Texas with his family and he was there for like 12 hours and then turned back around and said he made a mistake and yada, 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 and had to have like a police escort and all that. Meanwhile, while he was doing that, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York. Yeah, raised a million dollars in like a day and then flew down and raised four million more dollars. And she was like giving out a whole bunch of relief packages and everything while Ted Cruz was in Texas. Not to get into politics, but yeah. Oh, no. One And one last thing. Ted Cruz, he threw his daughters under the bus as to why he had to go to Cancun. His people are like, why'd you go, man? We need you. He's like, my daughters really wanted me to go and I, I want to be a good dad. And, and people are like, what? what? <laughs> like, <laughs> your I'm, I'm a... There are some excuses you need to keep to yourself. <laughs> yeah. There's some shit you need to keep to what? <laughs> And the last, yeah. last thing was Ted Cruz left his dog Snowflake inside. Yes, I saw that. That was the other thing that, that the was dog the other was thing. called Snowflake. The dog was called Snowflake, yeah. Oh you, can't, you can't make this up. While like, he went to Cancun, yeah. Mm. Yeah, classic. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. Allegedly, 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 dude. There's a photo of Snowflake just standing in like the front window, just like looking out. The reporters are just like, "Yo, what?" <laughs> just a sad dog just standing there. So bad, so bad. I was thinking though. Okay, so if this sort of power outage is a possibility, right? It's probably possible in other states as well, although a lesser extent. I was sort of thinking about the future of sort of EVs and like Teslas and stuff. I love Teslas. I love all of that. But do you think we're ready for, for a full switch over to electric? Like if our grid can't even handle this sort of a situation, do you think electric cars could actually be in the next like five to 10 years be stand up to, to sort of the, the promise that, you know, Elon Musk and everyone's is making them out to be. You think it's, I mean, it's yeah? I, I think the only thing right now is just the energy storage, isn't it? Isn't that the only thing that's holding it back? The only thing it's that's just really holding electric vehicles back is, from becoming mainstream is the infrastructure. Building yeah. charged, building enough charge stations to uh, to be able to effectively um, drive across the country. It's just, it's just like the. the I mean, the, the, I, the, I don't the, see the, that as like an issue. I feel like if you needed to build charge stations, you could build that easily and quickly. Charge but stations I, are but, expensive. Charge stations They're are stupidly expensive. expensive. Are they? Very expensive to build. Yeah, and because to be able and to be able to mitigate what the range of electric vehicles currently are with how many charge stations you'd have to build, you're relying on private companies to build charge stations that are just not cost effective to build. So the infrastructure for, for electric vehicles just isn't there. It's almost like a chicken and egg, right? We can't electric vehicles can't become mainstream unless we have enough charge stations. But we can't have enough charge stations until enough electric electric vehicles get sold for the private companies to then build those what? charge stations. So like it's okay. it's it's like this loop that we're in right now. Okay, maybe I don't I don't uh, know enough about this, but it, it feels like we're trying to solve like uh, we're approaching a future different solution with like already tried and tested solutions. Like oh, we're still trying to like you know in the same way you go and use gas in your car, we're trying to electrically charge car like. It's a car. It's moving. It's a kinetic thing. Why can it not charge itself? Why can it not have solar and <laughs> charges? It's moving. It's a fucking car. You're it's absolutely a, right. You're, you're, 
Well, you're talking about perpetual motion machine. That's impossible, but that's well, fine. I'm not talking about a perpetual motion machine, but we're just talking about something using the kinetic energy of the car. It, so, it, so it does in a way. There's regenerative the braking, break. which yeah. will, yeah, you'll have some regenerative braking. But the thing, the challenging part is, um, so exactly what Swan said. So the expensive part is transmission. It, okay, well, if I want to get into engineering is, that power lines transmit over AC current and batteries charge over DC current. So yeah. there's a big rectifier that has to be put in to convert from AC to DC. So that is expensive. And you have to do that, say one, if you have one charge station, you're doing for one charge station. If you have a bank of eight of them, then you're going to have that multiplied. Right. And the thing that's annoying is that the lower the wattage, the longer it takes you to charge. So, if you're running at 120 volts, it's going to take your car, your Tesla, about a day to charge. If you're doing it at four. <laughs> I'm sorry. Edison figured this out how many years ago? We haven't updated this. Uh, I mean, this is, we can't update this. This is the limitation of physics that we know of right now. So oh people can get back. The, 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 so there is a you can charge a Tesla in about half an hour, 45 minutes, but you need to have like 480 kilowatt um uh, power package yeah and uh, and that's what tesla is slowly rolling across the country as you know uh, as if they're gas stations all is out here sounding like the next steve jobs man just just absolutely no, the drone landing i just don't understand this seems like things that some guy figured out a while back and nobody has decided to change the way that it's set up are you telling I, no, me that I wouldn't say that because you I know mean, what could happen though. Mars dust can come back and bring some like new substance that is basically some powerful Elements. energy and then problem solved. Yeah, this isn't yeah. Star Trek. It's on the periodic table. Slug that just wipes us all out. Well, that's that's the gamble. That's the gamble, right? Is, <laughs> is Mars dust? Is Mars dust the transition material, the catalyst that takes us? And we don't need to convert from AC DC. Just is that Mars dust or is it giant slugs? I have a question. I have a question. If you had to have that vial of Mars dust <clears throat> exposed to a population, what population would you expose it to? Oh, dude! What the fuck? <laughs> using, are you using Texas? Give it to Texas. Are you using man. Mars <laughs> dust? <laughs> okay. I say give it to Texas, man. They'll figure it out. Are you not. using Mars dust as a biological <laughs> warfare? Is that what you're saying? Right no, now? just like, yo, this could be a gift or it could be a curse. Like, have fun, man. This is Pandora's. We so don't know what it Texas. is yet. Take it. See what happens. Yes. We're wiping our hands clean. That's basically what Ted Cruz did, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. <yeah. laughs> he just picked I up say less, Texas. Let's Snowflake and said, here it is. I'm <laughs> off. Check you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Do you guys do you guys agree? Texas, anywhere else you would no, want to test you it out agree? Or I'm not getting that shit with you. Hey, do you agree, man? We should decimate these people. <laughs> or or enlighten them. I don't know. Is yeah, that... you could yeah, you could you could catapult them to be the dominant uh, people of the world. They could, yeah. Right. It, it is the catalyst that takes you and, and improves the way energy is harnessed. That's sure. Right. So is that how we turn Texas into Wakanda all of a sudden? <laughs> Apparently. All the places we picked on the globe for Wakanda, we said, mm, Texas. That seems like the place.
Get that Check it, Chad. What the f- man? What is Titan? <laughs> It's Saturn. It's Saturn. It's Saturn. It's Saturn. I checked. It's Saturn. Unbelievable. We were wrong. Jacob Chan came through. He came through a couple times. Unbelievable. Good episode, guys.